Warning! Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God! That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Trez, what are you drinking? I actually just took a sip there. I am drinking Barry's decaf. Mm. If you ever see it, it's in the blue box. Mm-hmm. And it tastes nearly, like, basically the same as the red box. Uh-huh. Barry's decaf with a little drop of skimmed milk. I've moved on to the skimmed milk. Uh-huh. The low-fat wasn't cutting it. Why was the, was, is that, is the low-fat, is that the red one? So down south, it's, Different. Is milk it purple? Is different. Down south, there's like whole milk. They call it whole milk, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like whole fat or whatever. Okay. And then there's low fat. Okay. Which is like, it could be anything from like 2% to like 1.5% or I don't know, something like that. Then there's skimmed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, the categories don't make sense. Because <laughs> we just have like, skimmed and semi-skimmed don't uh-huh. we and then full fat right like sometimes you can get the red one which is yes which is like one percent or yes five percent or something like that that's and what then i'm there's drinking like the green and then there's the blue the green yes. is semi and the blue is full fat yes i am used to that system of the blue the green and the red mm-hmm. but here they have different names they call different things it's very confusing. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm essentially drinking the equivalent of the red one. Northern Ireland people will know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the red milk. I'm drinking the red milk. The red milk. So I thought I'd try the the skimmed, the skimmed, the red milk, and it's going good. Dan thinks it's like water. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you just want like a hint of that, that color or that flavor. But you know, I yeah. had... Um, tea not so long ago and there was no milk in the house so I just uh-huh. put in some le- some lemon and it is so good yes you said that to me yeah, yeah. that's what they do in like Asian countries like China don't they put yeah lemon the, tea is very yeah. very popular to drink it all the time yeah but yeah so I just put some lemon in and it was so good it's really refreshing I must try that. The only thing is, you have to have a fresh lemon on hand. Well, I put I in my concentrate, have. my Marks and Spencer's lemon and concentrate. And that does the job. Yeah, I just... Okay. Yeah. Because that's the reason I don't have lemons on hand, because it's like you cut one and you squeeze it in, and then you're like, what am I doing with this other half? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then you have this half rolling around your fridge yeah. for days. But it's it gro- keep- getting gross. But it helps keep your fridge, what's it, clean? Or I know tapes, what you're saying. It's like a, it, it absorbs the absorbs the yeah. moisture or the mold or mm. bacteria or something. Do you ever put chopped onions in your fridge and it? Oh my god, the smell! Oh yeah, the whole fridge smells like onions. Yeah, mm-hmm. for like weeks. <laughs> Onion. It's like it seeps into the plastic of the fridge. I think I'm yeah. just used to the fridge smell like that. I'm just like, oh, that's just the smell of a fridge. <laughs> I eat, I eat a lot of onions, so Me too. yeah, I don't know. It just really it hits you like it's like yeah. they're or else strong. I just try to use the whole onion. 
I, I'm I've like been you. doing that. I'm not yeah. one of these people who's like, oh, mm. save like a quarter of that. Yeah, no, I've been doing that as well. Just put it all in. So I don't yeah. need to think about that. Think about storing it. Yeah, yeah same. I've been buying, this is so boring. I've been buying smaller onions <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so that you can just use it all in one go. Oh, God. Mm. Our conversations mm. are so This is so boring. <laughs> Also, I only buy red onions. I don't buy the brown ones because they're the, the the white or well, they're brown skin, but they're white on the inside. They, they're not as versatile. They're not. I get, they're I not. buy both because I don't Do like you? I don't like cooked red onions. What you uh, well, blew my mind here? Well, I eat it. I would just prefer to have cooked really? white onions, and then I love really raw red onions in salad. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I just, to me, the level of having two different onions, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> the level. <laughs> this is, I don't, I can't, I don't have the capacity for that. Okay. I think All we right. just move on because we could just keep talking about onions. I know we could. <laughs> I could. Well, I could. Actually, one more thing. One more thing. There's this new trend and Dan wants me to try oh it out. Oh my God, He's what? Like, it's like an onion steak. It's like, you cut the onion right. small, you like keep it whole, but you take a wee slice and then you bread it and then you fry it. It's like an onion okay, steak. So like, a, like a giant onion ring? Well, that's what I said steak. to him. I was like, Dan, it's an onion ring. And he's like, it's not. You need to watch this video. It's not <laughs> an onion ring, Trez. It's a, it's a slice of a full onion. It's not the ring of an... And I was like, okay, he's really excited by this. I'm like, I think I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to look it up. Onion... Steak? Onion. I called it an onion steak, but I don't... Onion steak. I see them, yeah. Do you see that? Do you see it? I see them. This is like a thing. And you know what's beside them, Dan? Onion rings. (laughs) (laughs) Is there? I do love onion onion rings. But onion rings... They're just... They're not all equal. I'll just say that and then I'll stop talking. Right. Back to... Well, we were going to do my tea. Sorry! What tea are you drinking today? I'm just drinking my yogi detox tea. Do you still have some of that left? I do. Very good. I have it like a box. I I shipped it over from Hong Kong. Oh, I thought you had only a few sachets left. Sachet away. Sachets. Sachets. (laughs) Sachets. That's good. But be conservative about it because that will run out and I don't think you'll be able to get it again. Seriously? Well, I've never ever seen that. Yeah, you could do Amazon. Amazon's a bit funny for food items, though. I know. It's not a grocery store like, It's not great for food items. Anyway. Anyway, what about your me time? I wanted to mention Mm -hmm. how I've been going to the gym a lot. Not a lot. Well, you have been. No, you have been. Yeah, I go like four times a week and I'm starting to get back into it again. It takes a while to get that routine. And Jaren's finally going to the gym and he's just like getting strong very fast that's good and you're eating a lot of protein so that that's probably helping. oh a lot of protein Mm -hmm. like i can feel my arms are getting very strong that's good but i was just gonna say that sometimes me time is not enjoyable (laughs) like it isn't just (laughs) a face mask Uh you know what i mean sometimes it's like you gotta do things you don't enjoy and i do enjoy the gym but it's sort of like I'd rather not go than go, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, we'd all love to just lie on the couch. I'd love like, to just yeah. watch TV. Oh, yeah. But, like, but sometimes you, you have to force yourself to do these things. You have to love yourself and love your body enough to look after yourself. So yeah. you do that tough love thing. It's yeah. not nice to do, but you do it. Uh-huh. 
Is yeah. There, is there I know anything, I am jealous of these people that enjoy it. Is there anything that these you do that, really enjoy? that you don't? I have been doing workouts during my lunch break and I have been doing it consistently for, uh, well, this has been going on for months and months, to be honest, but I've mm-hmm. been really consistent at it this past, since, when's the last time I seen you? At the oh, two, three weeks ago? Three weeks? Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I've done a workout every single day since Wow, then. that's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been doing it every single day on my lunch break. Yeah, would I rather just be, you know, watching YouTube and eating crisps on my lunch? Of course. Yeah. But that's probably not going to be the best for me. So, so yeah, it is. It's, it's something that I've been trying. I just want to keep it up. Moving. When you're in the gym, do you just like, do you go in and you're like, you know what you're going to do? Or do you just go in and like do whatever feels good in the moment? I'll either do yoga or I'll do just like cardio on the treadmill. Because a lot of the time, okay. actually, on the treadmill, I'm actually like texting. So I'll be like on the Patreon yes. or I'll be Mil- making multitasking. something. Yeah. yeah. Or I'll be making something for a reel for Instagram. Yeah. So I can multitask, but you can't multitask and do yoga. No. I do yoga or treadmill for 40 minutes and then for 20 minutes I'll lift. So I'll do arm stuff because I want my arms. I want a stronger arms. Yes, you're, you're, you're into the arms. All about the arms. And I'll do some sit-ups. Tell you what's great for arms. Groceries. <laughs> oh my gosh. <gasps> I do the grocery shop and I do not want to have to go to the car twice so I like do it all in the one go and I'm like oh. <laughs> so honestly such a good workout and when I go around Tesco's I like force my this is gonna start to sound really what is bizarre I swear I don't have a problem but I will like be like I'm getting a basket so I can carry the basket around the shop and I'll put the two liter of milk in it and I'll be like yes carry that basket because that is iconic because to me it's like you know it's like the I'm not the person to sit and lift weights yeah I just haven't got there in my life yet but uh-huh. I'll be like yeah I can carry this basket I'm really heavy <laughs> you know what I mean because that's what I need to use my arms for in life I'm not doing anything else with them I'm not but I want to be able to carry my shopping makes her husband carry the shopping I'm just like you can carry it <laughs> Oh, he's I playing golf or he's playing PlayStation and I'm there like, whoa, superwoman, you know. And I, that's what I feel like when I carry a load of shopping. I always think people probably look at me and think like, oh my God, that tiny woman is carrying so much shopping. But I'm like, because also, like I have always walked everywhere and carried yeah. everything. Yeah. Like I will not use the car if I don't have to. Like I'll walk to Tesco's. That's good. I'll carry that trolley, that <laughs> basket <laughs> ride. <laughs> and then I'll... <laughs> I don't lift the trolley, I swear I don't lift the trolley. (laughs) And then I like carry the groceries all the way back. Wow. Because, because, yeah, I do that all the time because I'm just, because that's what I did when I was younger. And uni and And stuff, And I think that's what kept me fit and healthy when I was young, when, you know, you couldn't afford a car. So you just walked everywhere and you carried your stuff everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I know, it'd be good for your core and your your back and arms and stuff, yeah. So I'm doing, I'm doing more of that. That's, um... I don't know, you can't really call that me time going to Tesco, but <laughs> that is what I have been, that's been my life at the minute. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there you go. It's good to exercise. Yes, and it is good for your mental health as well. Tis, eh? Okay, tell me about episode one, Tres. Oh my god. 
Um, Michael Philpot. Mm-hmm. I got that right. Yes, flower pot. <laughs> it's an odd surname. It isn't is. It? Yeah. He goes by Mick. Yeah. He. I'm gonna just come out and say he's more or less a pedophile, really. <laughs> um, he's been with girls that are. 17, 14, mm-hmm. 16, mm-hmm. had children with multiple women, mm-hmm. abused basically every single one of his partners. Many of them had to flee him. Unfortunately, they did end up with children with him. So he's 16 children. Mm-hmm. He, sorry, he lives in Derbyshire. I don't think that really is important. He is unemployed. He currently has nine of his 16 children living in a council house with him, uh-huh. his current wife, who he recently married. Uh-huh. And before they got married, he brought the 14... Well, she's probably 16 by this point. Um, Is her name... Lisa. Oh, okay. Lisa is this living... Girlfriend. Well, she's not really a mistress anymore if she's living in the house. Yeah, yeah. she's a partner, she, girlfriend. She's a secret, yeah. yeah. She's living in the same house as his wife. Um, and each of them have their own set of children with him in the house. Would yep. I be correct in saying that? Yep. Okay, so it's this big, blended, unconventional family, which in one way could be fine, but it's really not fine because it's him yeah. and who he is as a person. Yeah. Um, it's not a harmonious, hippy-dippy life. No, it's yeah. not. I mean, Lisa was um, an orphan. An orphan, single mother. At, like, single 19. mother. It sounded like she was in a bad way. And he just plucked her. Like, she was ripe for the picking for him. And, yeah, just bad time. Bad place, bad time. Yeah. Met the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the... And he wants a bigger council house for all of his babies. Mm -hmm. And the council said no. So he approached ITV to kind of get the word out. He's outraged, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be so embarrassing. So I think he's going to do an interview mm-hmm. with them. Uh-huh. And if he has done that, I will be going on YouTube and watching it straight away if it's up. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, like yeah. after the... Nobody. Yeah. Everybody wait until after the third yeah, episode. Yeah, wait, wait. Or like, yeah, we might... I might go to be able to Don't Google it. Mm, okay. Yeah, don't Google it. Oh, also, thank you to Sarah. Our patron for this episode. Sorry. For recommending. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I was talking to Sarah on Instagram and she was like, It's so hard for me not to Google the end of your episodes. <sighs> Please don't Google the end of this one. Yeah, I definitely enjoy it more. Like obviously we both listen to a lot of true crime and I definitely enjoy it more when I don't. Yes. Google. I like to um for sure. Be shocked. Yeah, whenever I watch yeah. Netflix documentaries, I don't I never Google it. I'm tempted to but I mm-hmm. usually just I think one thing the only sometimes when you're describing someone who's so horrible I just kind of want to see their face you want to put a face to the name yeah, yeah. maybe I should start then, describing how they look maybe but then yeah because I mean if you go to look for the face you're going to end up seeing like spoilers basically yes do you know what I mean okay so, so I'll I, say here Mick is Relatively, (laughs) yes. If you say he's good looking, I'm like, no. (laughs) Lies. He is relatively tall. Um, 
mm-hmm. like average build he's not skinny or muscular he's just a normal white mm. sometimes man. with men the height thing can come into play in like if videos and stuff he looks tall but he's just surrounded okay. by a lot of kids so it's hard to know if he's, if he's actually tall. <laughs> Maybe that's why he wanted so many kids. Oh, no, so it's big. just so many men, you know, like we watch so much true crime and so many men have this chip on their shoulder about the height thing. Yeah. And it's like, seriously, you became a murderer because you're a height. Oh, Napoleon yeah. syndrome or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But this guy is tall. Okay. But then that means can he can be domineering and... Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, nobody ever described him as like a brute of a man. Oh, like, right, okay. You know what I mean? He's not massive. Yeah, but these are all wee girls. Yeah, so we're going to get and into more I'll be honest, stuff any man now. could take me. Like, I, like, it's just the way it is. It's I not carry trolleys around Tesco. Like. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> even with that, Miriam, like, I still know that I could not. That's I why I need the pepper spray. It Although I know it's man. illegal. I know it's illegal. Did I ever tell you what Dan's mom said to me? What? She was like, carry pepper. This has definitely been in an episode already, so I apologize. I don't think so. You never told me she, that. She, she was like, carry pepper. Like literal pepper. Like actual pepper. <laughs> I swear. I swear. Well, it's actually not bad advice. How are you going to blow it in his face? That's too food You open the lid and you just... Throw the pepper in his eyes. I don't know. I don't. This was her. I don't feel like there's enough direction in that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know what you're saying. The pepper spray is a spray you can direct at the eyes. I feel like (laughs) I know what you're saying. Throwing Uh, pepper in the air. Do you know what? (laughs) Like a little puff. Kind of better than nothing, right? It's better than nothing. Well, right. Well, okay, here, hear me out. Somebody will tell us if this is illegal. What oh if we just put bleach in a spray bottle? <gasps> oh, that's sadistic. Can you just um, put, put bleach? Or what if we make our own pepper spray? But we not blind a person, see? You don't want to blind them. You just okay. want to stun them. Okay, what if we put... The pepper could pepper. be stunning. They'd be like, what is this person <laughs> What if we put pepper, just put pepper <laughs> in water? I know, and then and then squeeze in a squeezy bottle and squeeze it in her eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should not be laughing. I never want to be in this situation. Um, it's awful that we have to think of these things, but I do genuinely think about these things. Okay, let's get into it. Oh, we haven't started. Okay. That's okay. In two thousand and five, Mick Philpot took his complaint to his local ITV station, believing the publicity would embarrass the council into giving him a bigger council house. But believe it or not, ITV didn't spin the story the way he had hoped. Instead, ITV highlighted the fact that Mick was unemployed, but fully capable of work and unapologetic about his lifestyle. It's funny, I was going to ask you why he wasn't working. He just, he just doesn't. There wasn't, there wasn't any reason. No reason. He just doesn't work. Okay. Mick was unapologetic about his lifestyle and claiming over £25,000 a year in benefits. Is that because of all the kids? Is that why it amounts to that much? Yes. And he probably has like housing stuff. Remember they had all that? Oh. Housing allowance, job seekers allowance, child benefits, all this different stuff. Mm -hmm. Newspapers all over Britain picked up the story of ITV and soon 
Mick was dubbed Britain's biggest scrounger. <laughs> Love it. Soon he was on This Morning Chat Show and the famous Jeremy Kyle show. <gasps> do you remember Jeremy Kyle? I do. Do you remember Jeremy Kyle? I've not thought about that in years. Do you remember oh, him on God. Jeremy Kyle? <sighs> I don't remember him on Jeremy Kyle. But I have to say, right, do you know the way um, Dr. Phil, in hindsight now, looking back, is getting a lot of flack? Yeah. Do you think Do you think we'll look back at Jeremy Kyle today? Because I haven't done it. I haven't mm-hmm. looked at it. Do you mm-hmm. think we'll be saying the same stuff? I know it's not as extreme as Dr. Phil, but... Yeah, I guess because I think- Dr. Phil preaches like he is a doctor and he's not and he's not and jeremy kyle you knew jeremy kyle it was a laugh and it was just him shouting at poor people and that was what you expected <laughs> no but but it, but is that acceptable is what i'm saying today mm. you know i don't time think has moved on didn't he get outed because he had an affair on his wife and then <gasps> jeremy no. kyle yeah he had an affair yeah, and it's just like, I oh, just shoes on the other really foot. really but I kind of loved it. Yeah. But, just, but he just yeah. said what everybody was thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was brutal. Oh, yeah. And he always, like, immediately was, like, for or against one person. Like, he would oh, hear yeah. both sides out, but you're, like, you knew all along, like, oh, yeah. what the angle was. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's all, it's, like, partially scripted. He's not going in there blind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, God, the Jeremy Kyle show. To our American listeners, it's sort of like our Jerry, it's like your Jerry Springer, but it's not yes. as crazy. It's like a tamer Jerry Springer. Like, Jeremy Kyle didn't do the who's the father thing, did he? I think he did do stuff like that. Did he do that? Yeah, okay. they did do but it DNA like, tests. Okay, but that wasn't... Because I know some of the American shows, that's like the main thing. It was, yeah. yeah it's like messed up. <laughs> so messed up. You are not the father. And then they all party. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's like a meme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, Dan would always say, he would always say, you are not the mother. <laughs> because he thought... Wouldn't it be funny? But obviously there's no way. Because yeah. you always know who the mother is, always. <laughs> it's just a funny thing, isn't it? It is. You but, are not um, the mother. You are not the mother. <laughs> but, anyway, um, okay, so yeah. Mick okay. was on Jeremy Kyle. Um, there is some footage on YouTube. Not a lot. I wish there was like a whole episode, but I can't find it. So as well of his like rise to fame in the early 2000s, Mick in 2007, was on a show with MP Anne Whittacombe, uh, who met Mick Philpott for an ITV programme on benefits culture. And Anne Whittacombe spent a week with him, like sort of living mm. with him, following him around. Do you remember her? Really? Wasn't the she in, name... the, in the jungle? Oh, yeah, I think you could be right. The name is ringing a really big bell. And she's very, she's like conservative... Prime Minister, or not Prime Minister, British, Member of Parliament. Yes, a British politician, author, and television personality. She was a Member of Parliament. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Okay, gets boring after that. <laughs> I remember her, all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so she followed him around. Yeah. I'm sure they got on like a house on fire. <gasps> Anne Whittacombe repeatedly tried to convince Mick to change his lifestyle. 
repeatedly calling him out for not working. Anne even set up three jobs for Mick during that week, including one in a barrel-making factory. However, he didn't show up for work on the very first day and was fired. Oh my God. Anne Whittacombe also said that she noticed that none of his children ever sought affection from him and said that he should stop using his children as meal tickets. Oh, <gasps> Yeah, man. It's true, though. Yeah. I think at this point he is. In a scary moment in the pub, Mick stood up abruptly and squared up to Anne's face and called Anne a bitch after she called him a coward for not working. Despite, Whoa. I know, it was scary. You should see that clip on YouTube. <gasps> yeah, because she's, oh my God, I can't wait. she's very short. She's like five foot or something. And it's like, mm. despite his apparent protest against his media portrayal, those who knew Mick all agreed that he loved the attention and leaned in to his brand. I was just about to say, I'm annoyed that he's getting this attention. Mm-hmm. Because he loves She's it. Follow- like, she was a big personality at oh, the time. Yeah. She was way big back then. Yeah. She is following him around, setting him up for job. He's on the telly. Mm-hmm. He's, he's loving life now. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm just saying that, talking about like TV and stuff, there's lots of TV footage of Mick Philpott. There was like ITV was following him around. There was lots of little mini documentaries. He was on Ugh. lots of interview morning shows. The TV footage accurately portrays Mick as king of the castle. He had two living wives and Mick claimed to have 16 children, some of whom were scattered throughout the country. While on Jeremy Kyle, Jeremy asked for a breakdown of his children. So this is what it was. I just copied what he said. He had three with his first marriage, two with another young lady, five with Maraid, four with Lisa, one with another young lady, He's calling them young ladies. (laughs) Two on the way, and one who I had when I was in the armed services, but I've never met them. That's not 16. Is it not? No. I don't know. It doesn't sound like 16. Three add two is five. Add five is 10. Add four, 14. Add one, 15. And then 16, but, and then two pregnant. So it's like 18. Wow. Okay. I stand corrected. Mm -hmm. Okay. When Jeremy Kyle criticised him for having so many kids, Mick refuted. He said, I can have as many kids as I want. He gave Jeremy Kyle the finger and said, talk to that. (laughs) Oh, this is the level that we're at. I mean, you can have as many children as you want, but it doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you a good person. Mm -hmm. There's no way that he is able, even if you were a good person, like, I don't know. Could you fully give yourself to, like, 16 people? Like, I know people have big families. Mm-hmm. People have, like, 10 kids, 12 kids. I don't know. When you get into that number of, like, 16, is it physically possible to, like, do you know what I mean? To be present for all to of be, that? To give attention, love and care to each child. I mean, like, there's yeah, bound to be to children. emotionally who, be right? available. Obviously, this doesn't apply to him because he is just trash. But... <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. the even a to get good lost person is what I'm trying to say. I couldn't even, yeah. But he's, yeah, he's just, he's like, he's like a old fashioned troll. He's loving this. He's oh, loving yeah. that, that he's like, that people are calling him scum and he's actually loving that. Oh, yeah. In February 2007, Mick's wife, Maraid, gave birth to his 17th child. One month wow. later, Lisa birthed his 18th. <gasps> 
they had kids I mean, a month of each other. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, I mean, that's a stressful household. That's oh what I was God. thinking. There's two newborns Absolutely in, the, in that house. No, no, thank you. Uh huh. Well, obviously, people have twins, but like, there's yeah, already but nine there's, children in there's there. There's already nine kids. Yeah. You're sharing, quote unquote, a partner. Yeah. There's just a complexity to this that is different yeah. than twins, you, you know? Yeah. When interviewed on TV, Mick said he was thrilled and fuck everyone and their opinions. By spring 2007, there were 11 children living in the house at 18 Victory Road. Shameless Mick invited ITV round again, thinking that maybe this time he could get a bigger council house. Oh. <laughs> again, the ITV would champion his bid for a larger home. And again, his plans backfired. Instead, ITV reiterated that he was an unemployed scrounger. Mick was raging, saying that the reporters left out all the important things he had said. <laughs> I'm sure he's got a lot of important things to say. <gasps> Mick argues... Just sorry, yeah. I meant to ask this earlier. Like, any of these people, like, doing... Putting him on the television, I feel like they're unaware of his background, his abusive background. Like, was any of his abuse ever... Reported to the well, actually, he did time. Sorry, he did time. He did time, but I don't. I think... I sorry, I skipped that in the recap. He nearly uh, killed. He tried two to kill people. A woman. He, he tried, tried. Yeah, yeah, he tried to kill a, an ex partner and the partner ex partner's mother. Yeah, like, why are you giving attention to this person? So I don't think the media knew about his yeah, prison. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they did. No. no. No, otherwise they would okay. just avoid him because he was obviously da- like dangerous, like a loose cannon. Yeah. Mick no, argued... Sorry, central. No, that's fine. Mick argued that it was cheaper to give his family a bigger house than for Lisa to move out and have property of her own. Oh, he's just saying that because he wants a bigger house. It's just you want... He doesn't actually care about the imprint that it has on the government's yeah. bottom line. Yeah. He's just saying that as an argument. He thinks he's being really smart by saying that. But to be honest, she should be in her own house. It would be better. It would be better for her and her children. When he was refused by the council again, to the documentary crew, he said, fuck him, I'll just have some more babies. What the hell? Mick said, I always get what I want, even if that means I have to build an extension onto this council house without planning permission. I'll do it. He said that on TV? Mm-hmm. Well, he's just asking for a fine or a... What do you get for... You might even do time for that, would you? I don't know. I don't think so. But you'll no. get a hefty... Yeah, fine. Fine, yeah. 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 Mick claimed to be religious, often quoting the Bible verse, Go forth and multiply. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it conveniently suits him. But really, he was just sexist. TV footage captured an entitled and stubborn man, but also a chauvinist who dominated and controlled the two women in his life, speaking over Maraid and literally telling her to answer what they had agreed to on the Jeremy Kyle show. She said to Jeremy that she was happy living in a threesome and that they functioned like a normal family. Jeremy Kyle exclaimed that there was no dignity in their lives, saying that the two women in their 20s, allowing a man twice their age to have sex with them was sexist. 
Jeremy Kyle asked, well, what would happen if wife number three were to appear? To which Lisa said, well, it's not my choice, it's Mix. Oh my God. The audience gasped. Yeah, she's starting to sound a little brainwashed. Oh yeah, I personally think these women were brainwashed. They were groomed from a very young age. Like, it's possible, like I said earlier, to be in a throuple, but that's not what this sounds like. The fact that she's, like, deferring to him and being like, yeah, it's up to him. Like, that's not equality. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Mick had a caravan by the side of the house where he slept each night. First with his wife, then his partner. Sleeping with them. caravan? Mm Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want to have sex in the house with the kids or something, or? I think that was just where he slept. Like. Oh. Because remember he's saying the house is cramped. Right. Oh, yeah. So he gets his own room outside. If there's a child crying, there's no way he's getting up to comfort that child. Oh, my God. He's having all these kids and then, like, he's not actually having to deal with any of it. Yeah, he's just sleeping in the caravan. Oh, my God. So he would sleep with the women in the caravan, like, having sex, on alternating nights. Every, like, yeah. (sighs) He just, like, does, like not deserve this no do you know what I mean like getting all that sex what (laughs) what do you know what I mean no how How dare he get so much sex yeah but like I don't know it just blows my mind it's because they're brainwashed I know but like and he's just such an ass about it if he was like a real nice guy and like girls wanted to be with him I get it but he's not he's horrible he is horrible Family and friends confined in the wives, saying their lifestyle was disgusting. The wives would laugh it off. Okay. Family agreed amongst themselves that the living arrangements arrangements were odd and that Mairead was conditioned. And that the only reason Mick had Lisa in the house was because Mairead couldn't stand up to Mick. Mm. Mick thought he was the lad and that society was jealous of him getting to live yeah. with Two girls, as he put oh, it. Oh, yeah, he thinks he's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Calling them girls as well. Gross. Yeah. Mick said if the women wanted sex on the same night, he would service both of them. Oh, you're such a lad. You're such a lad. Mm-hmm. But he said on to the TV, he's never had a threesome with them. Never. <laughs> as if we bloody care. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> oh my god also though Mm -hmm. it does say that like if they don't want to do that that maybe they're not that happy do you know what I'm saying possible not necessarily also he could be lying people lie it is possible he was forcing them to do stuff to each other and with him like you know don't forget that Mormon thing are you going to listen to um, speaking of threesomes actually this would be a foursome are you gonna to listen to the um, Playmate? What was they called? Play Bunnies. What? what the heck was that show called? Girls of the Playboy Mansion. Girls of the Playboy Mansion are coming out with um, a podcast where they um, narrate each episode. Oh, really? they like is that the right word? Um, yeah, they kind of like talk through it as they're watching it. Oh, like director's mm-hmm. cut type thing. Yes, yeah. Is it going to be scandalous? Be, I'd be so intrigued as to what they would say. But sure, they've got 
like ironclad they'll NDS. not be able to say anything they'll bad. not be allowed mm. to say anything yeah I'd love like for them to just cut loose and just yeah. no. say what they really think no they're no, they're locked you don't think up so? no they'll not be able to right. Playboy will go after them I know I know mm-hmm. yeah anyway on TV footage, Mick spoke brazenly about having sex with other women in front of Maraid and Lisa. What? According to friends and family, Mick was notorious for sleeping around and would even chat women up in the pub right in front of Maraid and Lisa. Okay. In regards to the attempted murder and grievous bodily harm Mick had committed in 1978, he said to the camera, Something happened to me in 1978, which I've regretted. (laughs) I know. It happened to him. Something happened to me. Something happened to me. That's classic narcissist. Right? It is. Yeah, you're right. He's a narcissist. Something happened to me in 1978, which I've regretted all my life. You know, I'm still paying for it. It was a spur of the moment thing. Apparently, if I'd have been in France, I would have walked scot-free. The, f- the fact that he had to like, he probably searched and searched to find a single country <laughs> that he, he like, that is pathetic. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but in France, we're not in France. It's not France. I also very much doubt that. I doubt that. You can't just stab a woman 12 times. Nah. nah. No. The French are, you know, they're great lovers and they, you know, yeah. romantic place. You're not going to let you kill your, nearly kill your ex-partner. I don't see that happening in France. No, nah. no, he's talking shit. Yeah. What I took from it was that They've he didn't learn anything. There, like what? He, t- he made himself the victim. Like yeah. something happened to me. I'll, I'm, I'll, so I'm the it. one living with regret. And if I was in France, mm-hmm. this, it wouldn't have been a problem. And it's just like, mm-hmm. he's not. Why was yeah, he England released? England is the problem. Yeah. yeah. Mick had not changed his way since being released from prison. One time, he beat Lisa with a wooden stick in front of her son. Another time, he received a caution from the police for slapping Maraid and dragging her outside by the hair. Oh my god. According to friends and family, both the women were obviously scared of Mick. And if Mick were angry for whatever reason, neither would make a peep. There was no doubt at all that Mick was completely in control of the home life. Everything revolved around him and his needs. It was Maraid and Lisa who went out to work. Oh my God. Are you serious? They were working and bringing in money. Stop. Yeah. yeah I know it gets worse. Yeah. With so many kids to look after. Uh-huh. And he's just sitting in the caravan and then they bring home the money. Uh-huh. And I'm sure they do all the cooking and cleaning. 100%. Of course they do. Oh my God. But it was Mick who controlled the finances. Both women's paychecks and social benefits went into Mick's bank account. See, I'm not sure that that should be allowed. I get if you're married, but Lisa's... Lisa's, I don't get. She's putting them down as a I mean, like, I'm sure you can just give someone else's bank account and be like, put it in here. Maybe you can do that. I don't know. But that just feels so wrong. They're adults, technically. It's just... It is. I know, and they're living together. So I guess he's just... That's his partner. I guess you can do it. You probably are allowed to do it, but it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, wait, did, did someone not question that? Like, are you okay? 
you yeah. know, I see that you're depositing this into this man and I, I see you're living at the same address as him, but he's married to this other woman. Are you okay? I know. You know? No? Did no one It seems no like there's no safeguards in right? place. And you're you're an orphan and you were a mother at a young age and yeah. now you're living with this. Are you okay? No. Nobody, no, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <sighs> The women had no idea of what they were actually receiving in benefits, nor what Mick was spending. Okay. Maria and Lisa never had money of their own. They'd have to ask Mick for it. And forget... Oh, it's their money. I know. And can you imagine asking your partner for your own money? Yeah, and it's not even... They weren't even allowed to spend money on themselves. Like... Oh, yeah, no. They weren't allowed to go out and, you know buy some fake tan or get their hair did. You know. Yeah, no, it would have been groceries and yeah, stuff, beer have, for him. Yeah, and, you can have yeah. money for groceries, yeah, and beer. Yeah. Despite what Maria and Lisa said on TV, Maria and Lisa's relationship wasn't always harmonious. Family and friends confirmed that, yes, Lisa and Marie did bitch about each other behind each other's back. They were okay. jealous of one another. Maria had mixed surname, while mm-hmm. Lisa was his favourite to spend time with. Oh. Mm. I mean, they're human. Like, a lot of people get jealous. Mm-hmm. Of course. But it was Lisa who was growing increasingly tired of the throuple relationship and life. Okay. Lisa and Mick started to argue more and more. And finally, in February 2011, Lisa told Maria she was taking her five children, her five children, to the local Guys. swimming pool. Yeah. Okay. How do you handle five kids in a swimming pool and you are one parent? I know. And they're all Tell quite Tell me young. how that's done. Oh, I know. Like, how? <laughs> you just hope, oh. hope one of them don't drown. Like you're not an octopus. Like, you have two arms. Like, how? Like, how? Yeah. And they're all quite young. Yeah. Yeah. But, as you probably predicted, Lisa never came back. No. Yeah, I knew it was going to be Lisa. Family and friends were devastated to never see Lisa or her kids again. They had so been she, a family yeah. for 12 years. These two ladies lived together for 12 years? Yeah, the three of them. Really? Yeah, so it was quite a long wow. time. 12-ish it years, long around time. 12. I think it's longer than Dan and I have been together. Yeah, it's long, it's, man. Yeah, it was long. All wow. the kids were friends and played together. You know, so it was sad that that was over. And they're yeah. all like, you know. It would be very hard on the kids. Very confusing. And they're the half kids. brothers and sisters mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's, they, they all grew up with siblings. It's like, weird so, yeah, to be they, split. Yeah. Okay, so she said she was going swimming and she just didn't come back. Yes. And how's Mick feeling about Oh, them? that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Now broken up, the rows between Lisa and Mick were worse, with police being called on a number of occasions. Lisa filed for a non-molestation order against Mick. What's a non-molestation order? Yes, I also had to look that up. So I was like, oh my lord, what is that? So it's just like a... Like a restraining order? Yes, it is just like that, but it also extends to children. Like he can't talk to his kids. Uh, Yeah. uh, And that she was granted that? She filed for it. Oh, she filed for it. She never got it. Mm. Well, those things take time. They know, do. Unfortunately. But also, sometimes they don't stop people. I know, it's just a piece, a piece of, of paper. paper. Yeah. 
he's gone to jail before. He's willing to do these things. Uh-huh. He's reckless. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was not going to stop Mick from fighting for his kids. Mm-hmm. He refused for what happened with Heather to happen again. Mick started a campaign of rumours to try and discredit Lisa. Oh Mick claimed to police that Lisa's family had been threatening him. One time while driving to while driving his friends to a disco, Mick told them that Maria had received a call. The caller said that somebody was threatening to firebomb the house. What the heck is a firebomb? Like light something on fire and throw it in the window? I think so. I think that. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah. Another time, Mick told a neighbour that Lisa was sending threatening texts. And at the school gates one evening, he told other parents that he wasn't worried. May 11th, 2012, was the day set for the family court hearing. And he had a plan to get his kids back. And they'd be back in school the following Monday. Soon after this, in the pub, Mick was thrilled, laughing and clapping his hands. He said, I got her now. He was going to bring Lisa to court and get his kids back. He said Lisa had threatened to burn down his house. Okay, and we're just to take your word for it, like. Well, I guess you'll just have to wait until part three. Oh my god, I kind of do want her to like. Well, obviously not burn down his house because there's a lot of kids in it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not going to do anything. Like he's just made that up. Mm. All right. Well, we will catch up on the next one. Yes, thank you, you guys. Oh, I can't remember if I said thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for the. I think you did in the middle. Did I say it in the middle? (laughs) It's somewhere in the middle. Getting to say thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Subscribe to the Patreon. Getting good recommendations. It is a good. Always really good. They're always good. You wait till Mm. next episode. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Bye. Did you say Slanawalia? I did. Oh, right. It just feels wrong because it's not like one of the last, I know it feels like unfinished, but I did say it. I did. Well, did I? Uh, Flannawal, yeah. (laughs) You can just (laughs) just add it in. (laughs) It's like Trez is broken. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.